who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can hello everyone and welcome to the positively pro wrestling podcast i'm your host steve fountas with me and back and better than ever is positively eric Uh-oh. He's bad. Was there a delay there? Did you not hear I, me I, for a I, second? I, Are you? No, no, I heard you. I, but I was kind of imagining uh, Eric Bischoff when he puts his finger in his little dimple and like turns his finger. That was me just now. Oh, okay, okay. Smiling. Oh, all right. We like it. We're in a good mood. So today we're going to talk yeah. about the awesome 1994 Spring Stampede pay per view. Lots to talk about. It's gonna be a lot of fun. It was an awesome show, and I'm can't wait to to talk about it. If this is your first time, ah, what a, what a, what a good show! If this is your first time listening, appreciate that. You can find all of our past shows for free on your favorite podcast app, as well as future shows. Just search "Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast." We'll be there for you each and every week. The last couple of weeks, we've had some guest hosts with Nate, aka Ringskirts, and Joel from your Vantage Point Podcast. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at Ringskirts and at OVP Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at PPW Podcast for all some show information pictures, interactions, all that stuff at PPW Podcast. Uh, also have an Instagram page, PPW underscore podcast. Follow there for some random wrestling pictures. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, just let us know. Shoot us a DM. Shoot us a tweet. You can follow Eric on Twitter at positively underscore Eric too. So there's a lot to talk about. So we're not going to mess around too much before we get into the main show. What's been new, Eric? Well, What's no been going to. on in the past couple weeks? What's been going on in the past couple uh, weeks for just- you? Uh, just kind of working. I went to Austin, Texas to visit some friends mm-hmm. um, for about four days, three days. Made a trip out of it. Made a weekend out. Holy smokes. <laughs> the long weekend, I made a trip out of it to Austin. Yeah. So that was fun. Um, came back. Just been working like seven days straight because I needed to take some time off at the end of one week to get some time off at the beginning of the week. So I'd had time together. So. Um, yeah, Tuesday was really my first day off in over a week, and then uh, today I'm off, so yeah, I'm feeling better. Nice. Nice. Good. Yeah. Good. And, you know, of course, Chicago went from winter to summer this week, so <laughs> we, oh, bo- yeah. we, both might, we both might sound nasally with allergies and stuff coming in, uh, but that's okay. We'll, we'll get into it. Any toy spotting out there? Any fun Texas toys or... Just, just hanging out with friends. You know what I, I did? We went into this, uh, There's, I think it's called Congress, but it's like one of the main streets in Austin where you do a lot of shopping and some little pizzas and eateries and whatnot. And it's just a fun street, kind of like out here in Chicago. It's kind of like uh, Belmont, um, if you're familiar okay. with that. Um, so, yeah, I went in there and it was like this toy shop. It's all vintage stuff. Saw a lot of Hasbro's overpriced. Um Hasbro figures without their accessories. I'm like, that's too much money. <laughs> and then I asked if they had any, had any uh, like Mattel elites, like older stuff, and they really didn't. So they just had a lot of the newer things that um, you could you could buy online. And because it's a, a mom and pop shop, um, small business, you know, everything's like five or ten dollars more, which, which I totally yeah, understand. I'd like... pay the price for, it, but it's not the, nothing I really wanted. Yeah, so you're like, hey, go go after yourself, mom and pop. You're ripping me off here. 
is what you said. To no, him. no, I, I, I gave no, I gave money to other places for um, souvenirs and whatnot. So, what'd you give me? You know, get. Um, you're, you'll be, you'll see it when uh, I, I see. Okay. It. <laughs> so, <that's good. laughs> yeah, uh, around here, nothing really going on too crazy um, with mm-hmm. wrestling stuff and. I, at some point this week, I think my wife and I are probably going to move some rooms around, so I'll have some more room in the basement, but other than that, just been hanging out, watching wrestling, and and, and, and fun stuff, watching AEW, last night's AEW was awesome, with the Jeff Hardy versus Darby Allen match, where I thought someone was going to just get paralyzed, oh, yeah. it was crazy with the spots I, they were I, doing. I saw clips of that. It's, it's it's cringe, it's rough, I mean, it's great, but yeah, it's rough. Yeah, I, I, I like I liked Darby, but I mean, the more you do stuff like that, the more, like, less memorable it becomes. Like, so what's the point I mean, I, of, like, just almost killing yourself for what? I don't know. For the pop, brother. I, yeah, pop. I guess. So fans came to <laughs> see. I guess. <laughs> That's what I came to see. Hey, we want to see Darby almost kill himself. Yes, and I love the... Uh, Hook and Dan Housen storyline. It's making me laugh. Mm-hmm. All right. So Spring, Span- Spring Stampede. <laughs> Spring Stampede <laughs> 1994. This is the first. Every time I every time I went to type this in, I'm like, WCW Slamboree. I'm like, no, that's not. It's not Slamboree. It's Stampede. <laughs> this was the first Spring Stampede event for the WCW. Took place April 17th, 1994 at the Rosemont Horizon in suburban mm, Chicago. Baby. Packed house, 12,200. 12, the tagline, locked horns, bullish tempers, let the stampede begin. You had never seen this show before. No, and this is the thing. Like, I watched WCW a lot, but I would not order the pay-per-views. I think it wasn't until, like, 96, um, the Starcade with Hogan and Sting. Like, that's the first one we really ordered. But everything else was, like, I just waited to watch on Saturday night or worldwide just to kind of keep up with the storyline. So I didn't feel like I missed much because they would kind of talk about it before and after. So it kind of filled in the gaps for me. Yeah, I definitely didn't order these pay-per-views either. But for some reason, I think I mentioned this, my my video store had this VHS. So it was, oh, uh, oh okay, I'll rent a WCW tape every once in a while. And also, this so this is, takes place, I mentioned, April in 94. The cloud of Hulk mm-hmm. Hogan is kind of stirring and hovering over the WCW at this time because Hogan had started making appearances on Saturday night with interviews with Gene Okerlund, like on the Thunder in Paradise set. And yeah. it was like, oh, maybe Hogan's going to be in WCW. Maybe it's just a cross promotion trying to get his TV show, Thunder in Paradise thing. So I kind of remember there being a lot of interest in that for me as a fan. But he's. It, this is weird because we'll talk about it. This this show has so much talent, like all the wrestlers in this show. It's just incredible. Like looking at the card, it does. And and every match like brought it. Yeah. Like I just thought. So we've okay, got. Okay, this is oh, also match. by no, the way, match. this match also had a uh, kind of a I'm trying to think like a shock jock. Thing so the, it was a dark match. Danny Bonaduce versus Christopher Knight. So Danny Bonaduce was a radio DJ out here in Chicago in the nineties, uh-huh. and they had a match with Christopher Knight, one of the Brady Bunch kids. So it was oh yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, it was a thing. Like, it was very local, and I'm glad it was put on the dark mm-hmm. match. But but yeah. but just looking at this, just just some of the names on this card: Diamond Dallas Page, Stephen Regal, Brian Pillman, Nasty Boys, Cactus Jack, Steve Austin, Sting, Rick Rude. Dustin Rhodes, Vader, the big boss man, Ric Flair, Chris Steamboat. Like, that's a stacked roster. 
right there. It is. You know, uh-huh. and and I was and this was like, I was watching WCW Saturday night at this time. You know, I was watching. Okay, so really quick here, um, just some stats really quick. Uh, the I mentioned this was the first string stampede. It did 125,000 buys. Uh, not awesome, but better than the month, the last pay-per-view of Super Brawl, which did 110. Next one after this, Slamboree did 100,000. Hogan's debut, 225,000 two months later. So obviously the Hogan effect is pretty big. Uh, but 125,000 oh, yeah. buys, not great, but not terrible, mm-hmm. especially with... Looking at some of the buy rates, in fact, this was the biggest buy rate they had since, I don't know, since like Starcade. It was it was a pretty good drawing crowd, you know, a drawing show. So good for WWE. Well, it's Chicago, baby. But I mean, that's that's the that's the house. The house was fine. I'm talking about the pay-per-view buys. The other thing uh, I want to talk about here was the Rosemont Horizon. Now, I feel like I would if I would have known that this was going to be in Chicago. I would have like begged my parents to take me because it was local. Uh, how old were you in '94? Ten. Okay, so perfect, perfect timing for me. Uh, we'll, we'll just get, get your get your little um, uh, TBS sweatshirt like that one guy had or, uh, <laughs> in the crowd. Make a make a sign like this was a very the kiss that doesn't miss. Who did, you who, did you, who did you like back here or back then? In in WCW. Yeah, you're watching. Who'd you like? Sting. Probably Sting. Yeah. Maybe Cactus like Jack, something like that. I thought Cactus Jack was cool. Johnny B. Bad. Yes, I, I was definitely a big Johnny, Johnny B. Bad, Bad fan, cool. definitely. <laughs> All right, so we'll just get this thing started. We've got, uh, I mentioned we talked about the roster. They kind of go over the card, classic WCW. We're here at the Horizon. Gene introduces my guy to sing Amer- uh, the national anthem, Aaron Neville. I was waiting for you to do an impression, and so here we go. <laughs> well, I think Nate would unsubscribe if I didn't do my. No, <clears throat> oh, oh. yeah, you better do it. Also, by the way, I thought Nate, you meant he or, would subscribe if you did do it. Aaron Neville looks like he's been taking some Hulk Hogan vitamins. <laughs> he's jacked. Uh-huh. So yeah, he he could have interfered in any of these matches. It would have been perfect. He's fun. got the uh, like uh, like what's it, like leopard print like tank top workout shirt. Uh-huh. He's just like I'm gonna go work out. And then sing national anthem. <laughs> I guess that's how he talks at all times. Is oh, and the crowd like politely claps because you can't boo the national anthem, but they just yeah. oh, say, how do you keep getting all these gigs to sing the national anthem? I don't know. I mean, he was kind of he was popular, you know, in the in the early nineties. So mm-hmm. he was just I don't know. Right. We go to the he was he was a. A popular person to sing. So Did you? Maybe maybe that is. <laughs> maybe he's the reason some people bought the pay per view. <laughs> I only knew about him because of wrestling. He <laughs> came on pay per view singing okay. national anthems. That's how I knew about him. We go to the yeah, commentator like booth. One big hit. What was his big hit? You gonna Google I'm it? Looking it up right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just go ahead and keep okay. talking. We, you you interrupt me whenever you want with the Aaron Neville breaking news. Mm-hmm. We go to the commentator booth. We've got Bobby the Brain Heenan and Tony Schiavone. They keep saying Chicago, Chicago, Chicago a lot. Bobby Heenan, of course, originally from Chicago. Um, he's worked in Chicago a lot. He was a wrestler, so that's pretty interesting. But, again, the crowd's hot. They're ready to go for our opening matchup of Johnny B. Bad 
looking like Miss Jacqueline in his outfit. He's got a little red cowboy hat on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's all he's greased up. He comes out. I mean, he honestly looks like if you really like a ladies' uh, strip show. Like he would come out onto the main stage. He's doing his little dance. He's greased up. Got his little cowboy and fringe outfit. But the on. hat's also <laughs> too small for him. I know, but I feel like if if someone walked in, like me watching this, it's like, what kind of weird shit are you watching? <laughs> like this is this would I mean, be the part of it be... where I'd be embarrassed. I'm like, oh my god, I'm watching a guy let's be real. like half naked. <laughs> oh man. He's opening up a pay-per-view, and he's got the confetti gun. I love that confetti gun. Yeah. That was that was probably one of the reasons I liked Johnny B. Who Mad does as it? a kid? Yeah, he's shooting Who bad bucks. It, he's awesome, man. Is that what it was? Yeah. Um, he's facing DDP, and DDP has got uh, all the gimmicks on. He's got the cigar. He's got these Elton John glasses. He's got his cigar. He's got a he's got he's the got diamond a, doll. Yeah, he's got a he's yeah the diamond. Kimberly looking phenomenal, by the way. So DDP oh, outkicked his coverage. For sure, yeah. There, but <laughs> he's strutting out, you know. When good, yeah. When uh, Johnny B. Bad, he goes to the corners, he pops off. I forget what it's called, the, the, the whatever cannon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shivani's like, "Oh, he just littered." Uh, I mean, glittered. <laughs> Bobby Brains, he's like, "You got that right. He's a litter bug. That was litter." <laughs> and what? So the match off starts, and what's? Oh, also before the match starts, apparently DDP's rich now, and that's like his gimmick, and. The Diamond Doll gives Bobby mm. Heenan a gift, and Bobby says it's a, it's got my it's Diamond my initials B H like they never but they never show it so it must have been cheap looking yeah it was awesome mm-hmm. uh, this is a classic opener crowd's hot for it it's like seven or eight I think well, like nine minutes maybe even less than that I'm looking up here five minutes just a quick five minute yeah. match it's it's great. Yeah, John, Johnny B. Bad was a good opener because I think most of these shows, even like television stuff, like he just opened the show, he get the crowd pumped up, get him going. I mean, he was... He's pretty. I don't know, man. Eddie's he's bad. A pretty he's man. Like, I'm a bad man. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was say, cool, cocky, bad. That's that's a different cocky guy. Did you ever find out what Neville's big hit was? Uh, I did find one. I don't know if it is what it is. I think it uh, says, everybody plays the fool. I think that was a cover. Okay, well but then um, I I think there's one called Don't Take Away My Heaven. Okay. So I think that might have been the big hit. I mean if you say so. We'll we'll take your word for it since you're the Neville fan. Somebody's giving me an Aaron Neville t shirt of him singing a national anthem. That's what I want for my birthday this year, guys. Okay, this match is fine. Right, uh, it's t- duly noted. There's nothing crazy about it. Uh I do like the it's ending. It's fun. Yeah, the ending where it's a top rope sunset flip. One, two, three, mm-hmm. bad gets the win. Crowd's pumped. You know, Paige lost. Eventually, Johnny B. Bad leaves WCW in like a year and a half to go to the WWF to become the wild man Mark Mark Morrow, as Todd Pengel calls him wrongly in his big debut. But and DDP this is a great gets opener. a good glow you can't up. Go wrong with Johnny B. Bad. No. Well, also in this match, uh, Johnny B. Bad is ripped and shredded. I don't think they're doing uh, wellness policy here in the WCW in '94. Yeah, I don't think so, but, you know, makes them look good. Okay. All right, next up, uh, what else do I have here? So we go, uh, where is it here? Okay. Also, I noticed on this, sorry, looking at my notes here, that when I was looking at this pay-per-view watching it, it seemed like WCW hadn't quite figured out how to properly light the arena yet. I feel like by Bash at the Beach Mm -hmm. 94, it's brighter, it's lit up, better production. Here it's... Not as bad as older WCW shows used to be, 
but they haven't quite figured it out yet. Yeah, there's some parts of the show that I did notice that, but overall it wasn't anything that like, distracted me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to the little, I guess, platform where Mean Gene's there with Jesse Ventura, who's for, who's wearing a suit, but also has a completely shaved head, except for a ponytail, uh, which is a which is a look to like uh, um, to the back of his head. It yeah, was a look. It's very strange. It's very, he has to like function <laughs> in life with that. You know, he has to be a regular person. How do you do that? Unless you tuck yeah. it into a baseball cap or something. Gene's plugging yeah, the hotline. Well, 909 yep. Oh, come on. You stole it from me. But, you know, it's like, well, Go I don't have to tell you what. I'll tell you what, fans. Uh, 909-9900, the Scheme Gene hotline, as he likes to call it. <laughs> Where you get all the dirt. Yes. And next up, we have our TV title, Brian Pillman versus Lord Stephen Regal. And this is the first time I noticed they use Bruce Buffer for all the title matches as the announcer. Yeah, I, I didn't know... The Bruce Buffer was with them at this time. I just remember him from Nitro and doing the main events and and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I was kind of excited to see Buffer here in '94. I'll just show up, make it make it seem big. Uh, this mm-hmm. is Brian Pillman's a good guy now. Him and Austin had split up a little while ago, and uh, who's and Regal's theme in WCW was just great. I love Regal. Yeah. I like how he comes out with Sir William and then knowing he'll be William Regal, you know, in a couple of years in WWF. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his name, isn't it? His name, William Regal? Isn't it? I don't know. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Anyway, this match starts off with a lot of Matt wrestling with Regal and Pillman, uh, which is interesting because, of course, Pillman's known as a high flyer a little bit. So it's a nice kind of contradiction of styles back and forth. Um, yeah, the, the slaps that Pillman just lays in on, on Regal's chest, like just multiple times throughout the match is like, man, mm-hmm. like Brian looks like, like a bad guy, not a bad guy, but you know, like a, like, a, uh, like a kind of like, like a ruthless fighter, like that kind of guy. No, not a chump. Just yeah. like, you know, he's, he's just sick of his shit and he's, he wants to win. So he'll mm-hmm. fight he does. the way Regal fights. Yeah. Cause Regal's beating the hell out of him to start of this match. And <laughs> he is. Yeah. So this match, by the way, for those who don't know, it ends in a draw, a time limit draw, which normally I'm like, that'd be terrible, especially on a pay-per-view. I don't know why. I was fine with it here because it was so, the match was done so well. It was done so well and it was so great, like back and forth stuff that it, it, it almost looked like they were neck and neck and there really couldn't be a winner. So to go the time limit, it made sense. For sure. For sure. Uh, because also what happens here is they kind of both, fly over the rope and as Pillman's trying to bring Regal back in there's the countdown of how much time's left and I think Pillman mm-hmm. pins him with like two seconds left and he needs three so it was I think they screwed up the timing a little bit with the ending um, but it's it was good uh, very very good match and we're rolling right along here with another awesome thing back to back opening back to back good stuff we go to the backstage. Uh, Bunkhouse Buck is with Colonel Robert Parker. You know, when I shit my pants in the wall games. Uh, takes on. Oh come on, <laughs> he did. <laughs> but best, well, I know, but but the best is you don't. You did your best, Robert Parker. That was Robert, shit my pants. <laughs> my best. Ah, shit my pants in the wall games. <laughs> anyway, um, someone said I forgot who was that. Like Mike Parker sounds like a drunk muppet or something. I don't know. Uh huh. Um, it does. I'm, I'm imagining that now. <laughs> well, I'm imagining Parker shitting his pants and claiming he didn't. Gene tells Bunkhouse Buck, all right, pal, go take a shower or something. <laughs> she told him he stinks backstage. It's just classic Gene. I love it. <laughs> Smells like a bunkhouse. It does. 
Our next match, the tag titles. The Nasty Boys versus Cactus Jack and Max Payne. This is a Chicago street fight. This is just what a match 10 minutes I love of it. guys killing each other. Mostly Cactus Jack just flopping on cement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> getting bashed in the head. Oh, my God. Yeah, like three, four times he just he just kills himself, like jumps on his ribs right into the, the, the railing, guardrails. They go to the merch stand, going through tables, gets hit with uh-huh. a shovel. Like... <laughs> right in the back of the head. <laughs> I, th- I think uh, Nobbs even throws the shovel <laughs> like like across, like a, maybe thirty feet away, and hits uh, uh, Foley, who's laying a uh, cactus jack, who's laying on the cement from <laughs> being tossed off the the entrance. Ring. Like a damn video game. Yeah. Um, they also have two referees here because you know it's it's crazy. And so I would think if this mm-hmm. match was today, it'd be like, oh man, this is badass. But in '94. My mind was blowing. I'm like, oh, my God. And the crowd is just basically screaming the whole time because they don't know what to think. Yeah. Uh, it was so good. <laughs> then, like, there's a part where, like you said, the shovel, which is just amazing. Um, uh-huh. And uh, eventually, uh, Sags kind of hits him with, like, cactus, I guess, like a concerto thing, I guess, hits him. Uh, yeah, Max Payne goes through the table. Also chair spot, like, on the ramp. Or the table on the ch- on the ramp. Which one? There's lots of chair spots. On it. Yeah. Well, no, the no, nasty boys. Table. Well, the nasty boys get the win after Payne goes through the table. Like, is this is just mm-hmm. under nine minutes of chaos? And a lot of times with hardcore things or hardcore matches, I feel, or even street fights, modern day now, there's a big spot and then a slowdown. A big spot and then a slowdown. This is just let's beat the hell out of each other. Pretty much, yeah. And I remember Max Payne, I thought him in, uh, well, I thought him on his own was like a cool character. And then to see him team up with Cactus Jack, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, these guys are going to be a really good tag team. They were. <laughs> this is, yeah. I could see why uh, years later when Mick Foley was all pissed about them ruining his title win, the Nitro spoiler, where Shivani, that'll put butts in the mm-hmm. seats. He said, he's like, yeah. someone that works so hard for them and put his body on the line so much for them, you guys are going to do that to me? Like, yeah, you tell him, Mick. <laughs> Go watch my street fight at Springs Tempe 94. <laughs> Still got a yeah, lump no on kidding. my head from that damn shovel. <laughs> Hit him in the back of the head. So what's funny <laughs> is this, this is the fourth or fifth match, that, or third match of the night. And the first two were great, mm-hmm. and they just keep getting better so far. Like, every match has been better they, than they, the last. They really do. And it, it, They really do. I don't know if it... I think we'll talk about later what our favorite match of the night was, but so far this, like I thought rewatching this when I was watching in order, because I've seen this pay-per-view before. I'm like, oh yeah, this was definitely my favorite mm-hmm. match of the night. And it's not. It, my second favorite match is coming, or my favorite match is coming up. This is my second favorite. It was just, just good stuff. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, we go backstage. Jesse Ventura's with our guy, Johnny B. Bad. He looks like he's showered and cleaned up. He says he's going to win. Does a promo. I could see as a kid being pumped about Johnny B. Bad, and he's got a tan. He, he wants a tight. He wants a title shot. His tan is better than Hogan's tan. Like I can't believe how tan he is. Well, he's already kind of naturally like darker. Look at him now. He's really not. No, I'm just saying, like naturally, like if you take that natural, then you tan. Yeah, well, he like you're gonna get more of a tan. I mean, he. Let's. I thought he was black as a kid. Because how dark he was, and plus they were trying to make him little Richard. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Mark Merrill was not black, no. 
All right, let's look it up. I'm look up, look up, Mark Merrill. <laughs> is Mark Merrill African American? Look him up. You are going to be surprised how he looks today. No, that, that's all right. No, I did see him. He's he's doing his uh, dream big. What do you call him? Mo- motivational uh, speeches. Yeah, he goes to schools. Yeah. Do you imagine if Mark Merrill showed up at your school? Like, what is this guy? Like, if you weren't a wrestling fan, like this fake guy's telling me how to live my life. You know. Oh, if off. I wasn't, yeah, I'm like, who's this weirdo? Jesse, I get back to Johnny Bad. We go to our next matchup. The Great Muda versus Stunning Steve Austin for the WCW United States Championship. This match went 16 minutes. They let him work. And it it, it, it didn't feel like That's it. That's what I'm saying. I was watching and I was like, man, this is this is just rolling right along. And and the, the Muda, but, I don't know why I thought he was smaller, but just his size, like he and he was good, his moves, like not I mean, None of these matches seemed like they were rehearsed from beginning mm-hmm. to end. A lot of it just seemed like they were just calling it as they went, which made it better, like, to me. And little botches or whatever, like, they didn't look like, you know, full-scale botches. They just looked like, I don't know, like you're in a fight and you have accidents, you have slips, you have this, you're, you're off balance and all that kind of stuff. And it just made it look better to me. Yeah. And so, as a, as a kid, I didn't know who Muda was, really, but the announcers made it seem like he was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think anytime someone from Japan yeah. or like Mexico came, they'd explain why this guy's so good and all that stuff too. It's there's a lot of uh, this match all starts off with a lot of t- kind of technical stuff, but then it just yeah. goes right into Muda trying to scare the shit out of Austin and beating his ass, and it's just crazy. There's there's and just the way Austin moves, I'm like, man, this is totally like stone cold. Like if he just, I don't know, they had a lot of great people. It's been said a million times, but WWE had so many good people. And it was, mm-hmm. if he just like gave a lot of them like a little bit like what WWF did. And I don't know, it was just, all of these guys were just right on the cusp. And it was awesome to watch you, them like you, then to see how good they were before they became like who they became known for. Yeah. Of course you can think there's, um, like hindsight looking back like oh you know they mm-hmm. wouldn't known austin was so big but you could see how good austin was gonna be like he's yeah you could see it in 94 and they fired him because he didn't have uh-huh. potential or he was hurt or whatever the ruling was but <laughs> no way he was i'm like i know but he was good. everything this, they this gave him was, was good hollywood blondes he kicked ass you know even when he had a job to duggan in six seconds mm-hmm. he was he sold it like crazy austin was great man obviously still is but yeah just awesome um this match does end on a DQ because Muda gets uh, Muda backdrops Austin over the top rope, and we're still in the that era when WCW has rules where over the top ropes a DQ. Uh, mm-hmm, the, yeah. the fans boo; they're pissed off. But for this ending, it kind of makes sense that you do something like that because you don't want Austin to necessarily. Yeah, the heel I, I would say so because Muda is. Yeah, Muda is really good. And mm-hmm. I, I want to keep them WCW strong, did brother. Better with you, you really do. Yeah. So I thought I thought WCW did better job with their foreign talents mm-hmm. than like WWF or there's an, yeah WWF at the time. There's another cool. <laughs> there's another WWF at the time. WWE WWF at the time. There's another cool moment when Muda steals the stun gun move on Stunning Steve. I was like, ooh, yeah. you don't you didn't see that in '94, guys. You Got doing it. other people's finishers. You didn't see that. Why has no one brought back the stun gun? He just kind of lifted him up and then, and then fell backwards. 
Yeah, but they taught they mention it on the broadcast, like, oh, he gave him the stun gun. Like they they definitely yeah. call it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fans are pissed off at the ending, but you know, as me watching it, it was great, great matchup for sure. Uh, we go backstage to Dustin, who's with Jesse Ventura, who says Texas is better than Tennessee because he's got this Texas bunkhouse match coming up versus bunkhouse buck or whatever it's going to be called. Um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Dustin, best thing he did, as good as he was as like the natural and all that, best thing he ever did was go and become Goldust because he just, he was just a guy, he was just a big Southern guy in WCW. And I liked him, but he wasn't going to be anybody. You can tell he was kind of stuck where he was. Yeah, and you know when he came in, he I was just comparing him to Dusty. Like he he looks like Dusty. He's got white hair like Dusty. He's I don't know everything was like Dusty for sure. All right, we go next to our next match, and this was my favorite match of the night: Sting versus Rick Rude for the WCW International Title, which is basically the big gold belt, uh, because there was a split between the NWA and WCW, so there was two world titles. There was the one Ric Flair has, mm-hmm. which he beat Vader for. And there's the one that now Rick Rude has, the international championship. Sting comes out. That title looked good on him. Which one didn't look good on him? No, I said it did look good on, on Rude? him. As a world, as a world champion? Yeah. yeah. This match is great from the start. One, because we get to hear, he's a man called Sting. <laughs> I, I said the thing the other day about <laughs> best theme song, and it was Demolition. You're like, no, it's Big Boss uh-huh. Man. I was like, mm, I'm going to go with it Demolition over that. Yet. But then someone said, American boys, the Fabulous Rougeau brothers. are like, okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. But maybe Sting is in that conversation too for best theme song ever. The man called Sting. They're all up there. Are they? Then you got Dusty Rhodes' American Dream. Come on, there's so many. I mean, it does ones. have a cowbell with the American Dream. <laughs> and he's just a common man working hard with his hands. Mm-hmm. That's uh, right. Awesome stuff. This match starts off. All, all, when Rude comes out, he tries to do his promo. All you fat, lazy. Harley Race just shows up. And says he is here uh, to, on behalf of Vader to challenge the winner of this match, which is fine. I don't know why he had to come out to do that. But then he goes to cock his fist back to hit Sting, so Sting whoops his ass. Then Rick Rude, being the heel, tries to attack Sting. Sting, and meanwhile, Rude still has his robot, which makes his extra better. Sting throws uh, Rude off the ropes and gives him the back body drop that I said, holy shit, did Rick Rude get high on that? It was, and Rick Rude's a giant man. <laughs> he did. I was like, like, uh-huh. ooh, like a little kid, like, this is amazing. Like, it was awesome, back and forth. And uh, Sting and Rick Rude, and there's a part where Vader comes out, and it's all this craziness. It's just chaos. It's awesome. And then uh, Race comes out. Yes, Race is back out. And uh, there's a part near the end where Harley Race has the chair. He's going to hit Sting with the chair. Rude's holding him up. Now, I don't mm. really understand logically why Rude would want to help because he's going to have to face Vader anyway. I, I don't know. I guess you want to win the match any way you can. Sting ducks. Yeah. Uh, Rude gets hit with a chair. One. Well, may- maybe two. Vader doesn't want to, maybe uh, Race doesn't want Vader to go against Sting because he's yes. like, yeah, Sting's got his number. Yes. Rude goes down. One, two, three. The roof explodes at the at the Rosemont Horizon. People, it's it's got the classic look of the hard cam of you see all the arms in the air when the three hits. We've got a new uh-huh. champion. It was it was awesome, just great stuff. I mean, Sting's had better matches technically or whatever, but as far as like top start to finish, mm-hmm. it made me in such a good mood. And it made me this pay per view in general. It just makes me in a good mood watching this show the whole time. It just 
keeps kicking ass. The whole show just was good. And I just kept, well, I watched it in like in matches because, yeah. you know, I didn't have like a full like three hours to watch it. So I'd watch a couple of matches uh, before bed the other night. You know, I watched a match when I was at work the other day. I'm like, man, every match is good. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're at work well, watching good. matches? Man, got a good job, I guess. Well, I'm on, when I'm on lunch. Okay. Okay. In the break room, people come in, in the break see room. your phone, yeah, you're, watching, you're looking at Johnny B. Bad. <laughs> no, no, no. That was, that, was in, uh, that was the first match. I watched uh, Bunkhouse Buck and Dustin Rhodes. Okay. I mean, it sucks that Johnny B. Bad, back to Johnny B. Bad, doesn't have like a Legends deal. We need an elite Johnny B. Bad flashback figure. That'd be amazing. It would be. Thinking back, I'm like, all of these are cool. Then, you know, later on, I'm like, oh, I need to find the boss, the the chase variant of the the latest boss man. Yeah. uh, I agree. I agree. All right, after this matchup, we go to our next match, um, which is the Bunkhouse Buck versus Dustin Rhodes. The Bunkhouse Buck match, which is a street fight. And a lot of these matches tonight have a street fight feel, which is maybe why it's so mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, as I was watching this, I, one of the notes I had was, it's it's just kind of going through the motions, it's good. But as soon as there's blood, as soon as you get, Dustin gets busted open, I'm like, oh man, I was not expecting that. And all of a sudden, I'm in. Um, so this was a case where yeah, I thought I was in it like, right when it started. D- Dustin Rhodes comes running down the ramp, mm-hmm. flies over the top rope. He's he's going like 200 miles an hour, beating mm-hmm. the shit out of Buck. But <laughs> Buck is just walking around like, oh no, he's like the <laughs> well, Brooklyn Brawler. I was WCW. not prepared for this. Ass yeah, was not, not at all. <laughs> Colonel Parker's running around with his handkerchief trying to choke him. <laughs> his handkerchief. <laughs> this is in case I shit my pants. Yeah, but Dustin, man, he was he was on fire. He was just lay, laying into him. And, like, I like this Dustin Rhodes, but mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, like you said, it wasn't going to be, like, anything outstanding for him as a, as a character. But this match, like, he was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that sucked is Bunkhouse gets the win. I feel like Dustin should have won here. Yeah, like, yeah what, the f- what the frick? Well, what's funny is he wins because Dustin gets hit with some brass knucks. I mean, but yeah. that's not illegal because it's a street fight, so you can't really get mad at Bunkhouse for using a weapon. Um, and why is he trying to hide it? Yeah, I don't know. He should he should have showed it to the crowd. <laughs> Look what I got. Yeah, and then you know why. It, well, the crowd it was know like why. a fifteen minute match. Is a fifteen minute match? Mm-hmm. If it was ten minutes, I think it would have been better. All right, I I disagree, but you know. Okay, so there you go. Great match, and I, I like the extra four minutes. You like the extra <laughs> the extra oomph. Yeah, that's what I yeah. like. Uh, we go after this match to the heel locker room. Rick Root is furious, screaming at Vader. There's a big brawl. Jesse's there. He's like, oh, I don't know what's happening back here, gentlemen. We'll get back because obviously Root lost his title. He's pissed. Um, Rick Root was a guy. If that I match happened, I want to find when he. Which one? Root, Root versus Vader. Root Vader. Vader. Yeah, that, that looked like a good, would be a good match. I'm sure it did at some point, but or maybe it didn't. They're both heels. I don't really remember. Uh, but Rude was a guy when he went to WCW, that was one of the ones I remember thinking, oh, I remember him from WWF, like tapes, like now I'm going to watch Rick Rude. So he, he wasn't a guy that I was a big fan of, but he was familiar when you're watching a show of that. And I think that helps. Yeah. Okay. We go to Vader, the mentioned Vader with Harley race, taking on the boss. Now, the boss, for those people who don't know, is Ray Trailer, the big boss man. 
when he comes over from the WWF, let's make him a cop, put him in a black cop outfit, and just take away the man, and we have ourselves the boss. <laughs> you want even Bobby Heenan called him Boss Man, <laughs> like in this match at some point. Yeah, so I'm like, you can't get away from Boss Man. You've been calling him Boss Man for years, Heenan. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He had that whole rivalry with the family, the Heenan family. Uh, but this was such a good match. Yeah, where he was talking about Vader. He's talking about Bossman's mama. That was the whole Heenan oh, family yeah. thing. You love that. I do. That's one of my favorite storylines. Right off the bat, Vader gets slammed into the railing, like hard. Um, this was nice because both guys were big. And at this time in WCW, yeah. Vader was had the size factor. He could intimidate with, oh, Vader, uh, Vader, oh, Vader, Vader, when he hits people. That's what he says. And, and he would dominate him like he was just a bigger, stronger, more powerful guy. And just having him matched up against the boss was like perfect. And the boss like kind of whooped him a little bit to say, hey, you ain't the only big man here. Definitely. Uh, this was also a match that was weird to me as a kid because I think I wasn't remembered when he was the boss. Because he was a boss for such a short time. And then he transitions yeah. to kind of the guardian angel. And that's where I remember mm-hmm. seeing, I'm sure it was on a Clash of Champions. That's when I remember realizing, oh, Big Boss Man's in WCW now. So I don't really yeah. remember the boss character. Yeah, that's what I remember which, him from, is, is the, uh, the Guardian Angel. I don't remember him as the boss. Yeah. Yeah. But like you, after watching this match, I was looking on eBay like, hmm, how much is that Chase Boss Man figure for the boss? Kind of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of, I was on Amazon. There's like six left. I'm like, I wonder if I order all six if I, if I get a Chase, I can send the other ones back. That's not a bad strategy. It's not a bad strategy. Our, no. our friend Jeff from Fully Pulsable ordered from Amazon got a Chase. So you, you could. You might. I could. You're Mr. Going to ordering like 26 Funko Pops from Walmart because they're all going to be damaged. You got to keep one of them. Pretty much. And I send back all 25 of them because <laughs> they all got some sort of ding on it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. For Why me. are you returning not... all these? Oh, they they were gifts. They were uh, party gifts for the guests. <laughs> party gifts. Like, oh, I want to go to your party giving away Funko Pops. Come to that party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a brawl and it's supposed to be a regular match, but it's just them beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. Uh, the ending here, seeing the seeing Vader getting his body slammed, like actually like picked up and slammed, was like incredible. Mm-hmm. Like he, Boss Man made Vader look small. That's hard to do. Well, Boss Man's also, I mean, Vader is athletic as hell, but the boss, the boss, mm-hmm. the boss is also super athletic and does a lot of big moves. He is. But I think we we talked about Boss Man a lot and Ray Trailer whatever on this show over past reviews and. He really is underrated for how good he was, for being intimidating for a big man, but be able to move mm-hmm. and yeah. do the twirl with the nightstick and law and order and serving hard time. <laughs> twirl with the nightstick. He's got a good yeah. theme song, all that stuff. So you take the boss man's theme over demolitions. Uh, any day. Is that true? Yeah. Any day? Here comes the ass. Here comes any the day. ass. Here comes the ass. <laughs> oh, my God. That's here why comes the smash. <laughs> here comes the ass. I could I could see a girl at a strip club dancing to the demolition theme song. Here comes the ass. <laughs> no, I'm an ass man. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the song right there. It definitely is. Coming to the main stage. Here comes Barbie. Smash. Do 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 do. Here comes the ass. Here comes the smasher. You're telling me the theme didn't the strip change club though, wouldn't when it was pop. Crush and smash. <laughs> the club wouldn't pop. Yes, it did. <laughs> They had the bad here demolition the, heel theme. Here comes, here comes the crush. Here comes the smasher. Walking disasters. 
I'm telling you, if I'm gonna next time I go to an adult gentleman's club, I'm gonna. <laughs> you better bring your uh, thumb drive and <laughs> have demolition. Go to YouTube, MP3. just plug it in. Uh-oh. There'll be a oh, just an all wrestling theme song night at the strip club. Uh-huh. Degeneration. Oh, X. and the girls dress up like their their favorite wrestlers. I mean, maybe I don't care about that. I mean, I'm talking about theme songs to come out to. Okay. Like we've got, what will be some good ones? I mean, we're on this topic. Let's stay on it. We've we've already talked demolition. That'd be good. Degeneration X for sure. There'll be another. There'll be another good. The Hitman. Hey, get the Hitman. You can get uh, the uh, Purple Haze for Hollywood. No, he had Voodoo Child, not Purple Haze. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Voodoo Child. I was going to say no Jimmy chance Hendrix. in hell. I couldn't think of him. So I just said purple haze. <laughs> what else is there? You know where um, I was going. Judas, the Jericho. South High Five. Mm, I don't DDP. know if that would work. Let us, let us know on Twitter, guys. What adult gentlemen's clubs theme songs should the girls <laughs> or boys, depending on if, if you want to go to that club too, would dance to, coming out to? I think Demolition's the winner. You think Big Boss Man. Did you ever take a trip? She comes out with a cop outfit on. Uh-huh. All yeah, right. Yeah. We got twirling a, the, we got a business, the I think. We got a, bus- we got a business idea. Would, would that be How weird, about though? the Macho Man? Would that be weird, though? Like, if they came out dressed like men. <laughs> and they're stripping. Well, I mean, what's the difference? It's just, just like, think of the sexy cop at Halloween. What's the difference? Yeah. Those costumes. You get a sexy ultimate warrior. Definitely. Ooh, you know what? I remember a picture of Caitlyn. Remember Caitlyn from WWE? Yeah. She dressed up as the warrior for Halloween one year. I saw it. I'm like, ooh, that's a good picture. So I say, Jake the Snake Roberts. Trust me. Trust me. No. Trust me. <laughs> that's terrible. The snake. <laughs> oh, this is a terrible uh, conversation, but we're doing it. Sh- Shane here McMahon. The, yeah. Here comes the money. Here, here we, we go. go. Yeah. Ka-ching. Macho Man, Pop and Circumstance for all the graduates. Yeah. The girls are there for medical school uh-huh. or nurses school. Mm-hmm. What about? They got their, uh, what do they call that? The the cap and gown. Yeah, the border the border whore or whatever. <laughs> the border whore. Oh, God. The border whore. I don't know, man. I don't know what I'm talking about. You do know. I'm just talking five minutes on. It's, it's, it's time. <laughs> it's time. It's Vader time. <laughs> she <laughs> does <laughs> the <laughs> thing <laughs> with her hands. <laughs> with the, she comes out. With the gloves. I'm telling uh-huh. you right now, if somebody played that, the, the, she comes out. The guys and like just bop, would, bops oh. the heads on the people that are sitting around the table. I mean, clearly the sable or wild man theme, the wildcat. Remember that? That'd be a good one. Yeah, that would be the best one. The sable one. Yeah, we're trying to find the second best one. It's demolition. Oh, okay. <laughs> so demolition is now the best stripper song. Per PPW podcast. And it's it, crazy okay. to work for a boy or a girl strip club. All right. Wherever yeah. you want to go to, it'll work. Ken Shamrock. I'm just going to start naming wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Hogan. Fourth of July, Real American, or WCW, American Made. Get the red, white, and blue running through his veins. All right. I mean, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair, that's that's the best one. The Space Odyssey? Yeah. Okay. You know, all these can work. All these can work. We're all good. So should we get to our main event? I guess we should. This should. No, we got two more. Two more. Cactus Jack with the car crash. Okay. I thought you meant like. God, two more. All right. What's the next one? party. Young Bucks come out. There it is. Yep. All right. 
You get two girls dancing. We got our main event here. And it is Ricky. <laughs> How stupid was that conversation? <laughs> I mean, I think we're going to get a lot of positive feedback on it. All right. Yeah. Ricky. You're right. We're going to get uh, 3,000 upvotes or upvotes? likes and retweets. I take it. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat faces the Nature Boy Ric Flair for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Ric Flair comes out in the butterfly robe, the black and white one, the one he wore at the 92 Rumble. Red trunks. Yeah, I was going to say that. Ricky Steamboat is in his yellow tights, uh, which was the chase of the newest uh, elite Ricky Steamboat, I believe. Yeah. So that for someone who I read that didn't like doing the fire breathing, like he carried that on into WCW for a while. Yeah, he might not have, but they're like, yeah, well, guess what? It looks cool. You're going to keep doing it. Do it, <laughs> Here, monkey. Get your out there for your tongue. Dance. Out with, uh, <laughs> holding that kerosene in your mouth. <laughs> no, he said he said it would burn because he'd have it in his mouth. I'm sure it would. <laughs> but at, out. He, he walks out. You can see his mouth is closed. And the whole time I'm thinking, I mean, he's got that shit in his mouth. <laughs> it's probably burning. <laughs> so then he, he takes his time. I'm like, I don't know why he just doesn't run in there <laughs> and blow it out real fast. Just start spitting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get, or do it on the ramp and then, then to, to hell with it. We get, the, <laughs> get it over with. We get the big fight feel introductions with Buffer, Michael Buffer. Uh, yeah. Ric Flair gets a pop. Ricky Steamboat gets booed by this smart Mark Chicago crowd. You know is that? Yeah, they both got a little booed, but yeah, Ricky got booed more. Yeah, well, Ric Flair was semi kind of face here because he was face when he came back and beat Vader uh, at Starcade that in '93 in December '93, and he's mm. starting to slowly transition to heel because if he's got Hogan coming in and. You know, Terry, brother, he, needs a heel to work with. Do you Rick notice Flair, his hair is getting brother. shorter over the years? He's starting to look like a little Dutch boy here. Is that what it is? Dutch boy flair? Is that what we call him? I think so, yeah. Okay. This match was nice because out of all of the kind of crazy brawls we've had throughout the night, it's like, okay, now we can settle in and have a wrestling match. We've got holes. We've got reversals. We've got mat work. We've got all We've the got stuff. chops. We d- we always got chops. We've got flying head scissors. Yes. Head scissors. This one also has some Let- some callbacks to their Shy Town Rumble match, which was my probably my favorite Ric Flair match ever. Is him versus Ricky Steamboat mm-hmm. the Shy Town Rumble, but this has got a lot of callbacks. It's got back and forth. Uh, there's stuff on the outside. There's suplexes. There's this is just two professional wrestlers going at it putting on a show for 30 minutes it was very and they're so even back back and forth i mean ricky gets his moment to shine you know three or four times in the match mm-hmm. same with flair and it's just it's a good it's a good back and forth yeah there's they, 30 minutes like i would take this 30 minute match over kind of anything else at this point they're, they're taking time with spots and the figure mm-hmm. four goes on at some point and he holds it which is important because later Ricky Steamboat's leg goes out while he's trying to do a move and it kind of goes to the end of the match. It all it all makes sense. It's really good. And the crowd is, they've been treated to a really good show. And this was like, okay, we've had all the appetizers and here's your main course of, you know, classy, yeah. you know, cut a, cut a steak or something. And here's your sorbet <laughs> to clear your palate or whatever it is. It's really, really yeah. good. It was. And I, I like when Heenan mentions, he's like, of all the years I've, I've worked with Ric Flair or known Ric Flair, no one goes after his leg. He's like, if you took out his leg, he can't do the figure four. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, Ricky starts working on the leg. He's, he gets Flair in the figure four. And I'm like, that's like, that's all like plays into the story and, and this and that. And, and what keeps me like invested 
into like, yeah, 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 that's a good idea. Then I'm kind of anticipating stuff like that. So I thought uh, Heenan did an incredible job here. Even throughout the whole night he did, but this one I thought was a, a good uh, good call. Yeah, a few weeks ago when Joe from OVP was on, we looked at a 94 Clash, and Bobby Heenan has talked about how he just was on autopilot, cash his check in WCW. We think that's mm-hmm. looking back at it. At the time, he was good. He was really putting over everything. He wasn't half-assing it. Maybe near the end he was, but he was putting everything over. It was great. Uh, I don't know if you saw that clip uh, going around recently of Bobby Heenan talking about WCW in a shoot interview where the guy asked no. him, he goes, uh, what do you think could have been done to WCW? What would you have done? He goes, oh, I have an idea. He goes, I would have taken everyone in the room, like all the heads, sat them down, threw a grenade in and closed the door. <laughs> it's like, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Just Classic Heaton. <laughs> yes, because it started off with he uh, he had a suggestion for Bish. He had a suggestion for Bischoff, uh, yeah. and Bischoff said, "You're just an announcer, Bobby." He's like, "Okay, fine, I'll just be an announcer. I'll just cash my check every two weeks." So, our boy Eric Bischoff's making some rounds lately by uh, uh, trying to talk shit about CM Punk for some reason. Very very strange. Yeah, I saw very that. Very strange, but well. He's got his boot-cut jeans and his, his beer in his hand. He's going to walk around Wyoming, wherever the hell he lives right now. Good for him, doing his podcast with Conrad. Which, by the way, have you listened to any of those mm-hmm. podcasts lately? The the network ones? The podcast network Conrad ones? No. Okay, well, they're all... What do you mean? What you... Just like Conrad's podcasts, you know, all of his ones. Tony Schiavone or Bish. I know used to be a big Schiavone one. Have you listened to them lately? No, yeah, I still listen to the 83 Weeks. Um, I listen to other things, too, but, yeah, 83 Weeks. Um, I just don't know how you can get through those sure. ads. Like, it's just nuts how many ads there are. I, I, I fast-forward them. Yeah, and I get it. Like, if you, they want I you have to like go a, to their like a skip tier, button their... on my phone that skips, like, yeah. like, 15 or 30 seconds. I just hit that two or three times. It gets right back to them talking. There you go. Well, you, you, you kind of get, get their patterns down, too. You know when ads are coming type of thing. You can feel it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I'm like oh no, I mentioned not another Geico. <laughs> I mentioned that uh, the the figure four on Steamboat comes into uh, play later, and it does. Another thing I noticed watching yeah. this match was these guys are in amazing endurance shape. It felt like they could have kept going. Like it was a half an hour. It was a good pace. You know, they got a sweat on, but they're not gassed at all. Both these guys could keep going. So no. kudos to the Nature Boy. Awesome stuff. Yeah, Ricky, Steve, they both look solid, like they were like in shape and, and like ready to go. Um, Flair over the years obviously get like the man boobs, but you know he looked like he was in shape, doing some good presses, mm-hmm. <laughs> bench presses and stuff. Like they looked like they were ready to go, and I mean obviously they did. But in Brett, Brett Hart even said in his book and other things he's talked about how like him and Flair have always had like back and forth where mm-hmm. Brett's like, oh, well every match was the same, it looked it sucked. But he's like, I always, always said Ric Flair was a, was a hard worker, always a hard worker, and uh, and uh, I just, I just think that's how he worked. He just, I never said he wasn't a hard worker. He's a good worker. And Rick's like, oh my god, oh my god, Brad, you have no idea the quality of life I have right now. It's so good. <laughs> that's my Ric Flair impression. Anyway, end of the match comes up. We've got Ric Flair in a chicken wing type thing, and. Mm-hmm. This again is a callback to their Shy Town like Rumble a double match. Chicken wing that kind of held up, right? Yes, yes. Uh, but Steamboat's legs collapse. They both go down. Both shoulders to the mat. One, two, three. Steamboat thinks he won. Oh. The crowd thinks he won. Other ref comes down. Bachwinkle's in there immediately. 
and it's determined that both shoulders were down. So it's a. I did not like this. Finish. So it's a draw, and oh, you were what a letdown. I was kind of okay with it. No, I want a winner. You want get Monsoon out there. Restart. <laughs> restart the match. it. Yeah, um, it is kind of weird to end a pay per view like on a draw, but they did I eventually mean, have a rematch. Yeah, they had a rematch on Saturday night, WCW Saturday night, where Flair won. I think it's on one of the Flair DVD sets, mm-hmm. and he he keeps it. But you couldn't really have Steamboat win here because we knew the plan was to have Flair versus Hogan coming up. So I guess why not just have Flair win? You know, like why 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 does Steamboat have to draw? I don't get it. Yeah. Um, either way, though, the show ends. There's pyro going off for a draw, which was interesting. <laughs> but they do announce they make it clear to the fans. And us watching at home that Ric Flair is indeed still the champion, and he is. Uh, the, it does kind of go off like a fart in church near the end here. <laughs> so like everyone's like, wait, what? Yeah, Bockwinkle's explanation was like, I understood the explanation, but like, I want a winner. Yeah, I get it. What was your favorite match of this show? Oh, my God. Like, they were so good. I want to say, I'll, I guess I'll go like top three. Okay. Um, Jeez, my goodness. <laughs> Vader boss was so just, good. Okay. Oh man. Oh. You got to you got to pick. All right. This all right, is all right. Oh, jeez. This might be one of the best WWE so, uh, pay-per-views ever, period. Mm. You know what that Bunkhouse Buck and Dustin Rhodes match like stood out to me as like being really good like to me I just never liked Dustin Rhodes as the, as the natural when he was young and he was first starting but like looking back on this like he was really good in this. Mm-hmm. Like I said I think mine favorites the Vader Sting Boss versus Rick so Rude match cuz I never seen Vader. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Damn it. The the Steve Austin Muda match was great. It was. You know, it's so was the Brian Pillman and Regal match. <laughs> They're all good. I mean, Johnny, Johnny B. Bad throwing his is uh, popping off his litter. This, I mean, this is an A plus pay per view for me. Like, Definitely, there's nothing yeah. to change. There's nothing I could say that would take. Maybe the ending of the main event. You're like, okay, it's gonna take it down. But yeah. everything was so good. Even the match before the mm-hmm. ending, it's an A plus. It's it's freaking great. Every match is and good. The commentary is um, good. It, it, yeah, I think an underrated Johnny like, B. Bad? as far as Oh yeah, and the little uh, little uh, vest he had on, and uh, mm-hmm. what was that thing wrap around his neck like the bandana? Sure, whatever. <laughs> as far as underrated uh, characters in the history, I would say Dustin and Bunkhouse is like must watch from this. I would agree. Austin Mood is great. Nasty Boys, Payne, Jacks, everything's great. Yeah, it was, and I don't know. There's there's nothing I could say about this that I would change other than the ending of the main event. And I encourage everyone, you had never seen this before. If you've never seen this paper, no. just sit down and watch it. Pop it on. Eric said it's going to be part of his regular rotation of shows he watches now. It is. It's in the top five. It's so good. Yes. All right. Well, this is a great pay-per-view. It was a fun show for Eric to come back to. I'm glad we got him back and better than ever. And I'm glad. Ever- well, I'm glad I had the time to 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 give you because I know the late night ones don't really work for you, brother. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they do. Most of the time they don't. But you know that's when I'm available. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad I had this day. Well, we, we, we're doing this in the daytime. We'll figure it out, and we'll we'll get shows out as much as we possibly can. I want to thank uh, yeah. everyone for staying with us. Well, Eric's been kind of in and out while I'm still trying to crank out shows with the guest hosts and everything. So appreciate everyone listening. 
Uh, appreciate all our podcast buddies out there, our friends over at the Fully Posable Podcast, Scott and Jeff. Always do a great show. Uh, they, I'm a couple weeks behind them, but I, I kind of binge watch or binge watch, binge listen to their shows sometimes. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's always Jeff fun. and I are arguing about starting lineup figures right now via text. I think they suck. He still thinks they're good. No, starting lineup figures, not a fan of. Uh, even as a kid, I didn't like them. Our friends, I mentioned Joel from the Vantage Point podcast. Tim and Quinn do an awesome. Michael Quinn do an awesome show. Awesome retro wrestling show. Legit one of my favorite wrestling podcast out there. And I think legitimately one of the best wrestling podcasts out there. Follow them at OVP podcast for all your awesome retro wrestling stuff. Uh, follow our friends, the breaker and Bane power hour. Also breaker does his side project. You know, it's fake, right? And you can follow them on Twitter for all the information on that. Uh, Justin Summers does a show, the wrestling cheers podcast with mainly interviews and indie wrestling stuff. If you're looking for a change of pace over the normal stuff that we do, check them out at wrestling cheers. Uh, Raw's Nitro podcast out there in Australia. Our friend Lee out there. Him and I are due for a show coming up. We usually do one once every year or two, so we'll touch base relatively soon. Uh, check out our friends over at the Ringside Podcast. Daniel Spencer and friends always put out a fun show. Uh, the Apron Bump Podcast as well. Um, the hardest part of the ring. I did their show last year for Impact. They'd always do guest hosts, which is fun, so check them out as well. And also, finally, check out our friends over at the Positively Protestant podcast. Us. I'm putting us last as our podcast. <laughs> Shout out to you. You got to put us podcast. over. Yeah, you got to put us over, brother. Uh, at PPW Podcast. And if I forget the uh, podcast, shout out. I, I'm sorry, guys. I don't write these down. It's just one's off the top of my head. So follow all our podcast buddies. Follow all our friends. Subscribe to us and share us with a friend, please. As we continue to crank shows out, five years going here. And we're going to keep them going as long as we can. Because it's fun to do. And it gives us an excuse to talk about stuff, and it gives an excuse for me to do an Aaron Neville impression, and also gives us an excuse to to look back at our weird upbringing <laughs> of of wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it gives and, me and it gives you me a good excuse to you know go back and watch shows that I haven't watched, I heard about this, this, and that. But I don't know, like every time I watch something, it's like. I don't know. It's like I, I don't think I'd normally watch it. No, I mean, you're not going to search WCW Spring Stampede 94, right? No. Like, why would I? No. I don't know. But we do a show on it. We look at it. I'm like, holy shit, this is a good show. Yeah. <laughs> Take a little notes. Little notes. Good times. Talk talk about yeah. gentlemen's club dance songs. It's, it's all fun in the PPW <laughs> podcast. With the uh, Val Venus intro song. Now that's the number one song. Oh, hello, ladies. But, but that would only work for uh, a male stripper. Well, I mean, like, you could cut out the Hello Ladies. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And just have this. Keep, the, well, keep that sax intro. Remember Val Venus' Titantron with like a hot dog bun and like all his <laughs> intuitions oh, yeah. and stuff? And like a pile driver, like an oil rig. Yeah. <laughs> like jacking into the ground. God. <laughs> Exploding Kevin oil. Kevin Dunn's back there mixing that, <laughs> making that together. <laughs> Weirdo. It's like what weird time that was. Stuff and I it hope explodes. That... <laughs> liquid i hope we made our friend steve hoker pop i've made him laugh a few times the past couple weeks with various comments we've had and hopefully maybe the adult strip club worked and that's been my new goal (laughs) is to make him laugh okay good stuff all right guys thank you as always for listening please subscribe and eric thanks for coming on everyone else we will see you next week